0: Today on the Internet Computer Weekly, I'm joined by Andra Georgescu, founder of District. And District was once linked up, but now it's been adopted by yourselves and changed into a new type of social media platform. So what is the full story of District? How did this all come about? So
1: District, or taking over the linked up project, actually the idea came up at Tokyo Capital. I'm part of the team there, and uh, Aurel, our co-founder, is also part of the team there. And we're big fans of DFINITY, of course. We were watching this project for, for years. And we came across this article. We, of course, saw their uh, Davos presentation and were really excited, but this article that they wrote was actually kind of implying that this was just a demo app, and they were... Um, open to the idea that the community could take this demo app and just develop it further and see where it uh, leads. And I think it was early February, <laughs> and I was talking to Aurel, and we were like, this is something that we could do. We should do it. And we got super excited, and the next day, we emailed the Definity Foundation and told them that we read the article. We were really excited about this opportunity, we wanted to invest in it wanted to develop it and give it a shot to survive in the real world as a real thing and they said yeah sure we'll uh, totally support you We ask us anything you need and that was the beginning of district we took it over as linked up we really like the vision of having this professional dimension to the social media and then as we Got into more details about the vision and nailed out a sort of roadmap for this project. We saw it developing more into a community development tool. So still professional in many senses, but not restricted to that and empowering users to create groups that they govern themselves and have a lot of autonomy over. And then like build these communities, interact. Uh, maybe let them merge and create this dynamic social dimension.
0: So what is the purpose of breaking up these social groups into smaller communities? This is an idea that's been brought up numerous times, I think, by this stage on this podcast, but I'm interested to hear what district's perspective is on this.
1: I don't really see it as breaking up community into micro-communities per se. I've just noticed that that is a pattern. That's what humans tend to do naturally. So we are just building the tools that let them um, develop communities of any sorts Big, small, very niche, very broad. So you could have a design district that's focused on the designer community. Or you could have a district that specializes in UX design or in illustration. Both scenarios can live at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive, in my opinion. But what we've seen time and time again, maybe that's why other people are saying the same thing. It's a pattern. People tend to organize themselves. They tend to join broader communities, but they tend to enjoy more smaller communities.
0: And this is the interesting thing, I guess, about um, social media in the Web2 world which is global by default, right?
1: Yes, that's one of the perks, that's what we love about it.
0: But at the same time it doesn't give us this more human experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is why we tend to really enjoy small communities. We love it when we're early adopters because it gives us the opportunity to connect on a more like one-to-one level with the people in that community rather than just like their posts uh, plus one their opinions and go into the follower mode so it's like the difference between being friends and being a follower
0: and what's the reason for the professional bent why did that get you particularly interested also i'd be just as interested to ask the question of the Definity foundation about why they chose linked up a professional social network as a demo but for yourself what did you find particularly interesting about that
1: i think the main appeal was the fact that there's so much room for innovation there as compared to like what facebook is doing or instagram and of course there's a lot of places that could be improved but linkedin as a product Come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, okay, that no, makes total
1: sense. <laughs> that's such an obvious place to go in the social media landscape and give people something better. I don't know a single person that's satisfied with their LinkedIn experience. And also, community building in the professional social media space has been totally neglected. Does LinkedIn have groups? I don't know. I haven't managed to stay on that platform enough to explore everything. I'm not a fan, <laughs> as you can tell. But uh, I do think it did a lot of good work until one critical point when it's just like gave up as a product.
0: Yeah, LinkedIn is garbage. And so everyone knows it, right? the interface is clunky, there's a lot of this weird invite-all-your-friends stuff going on that makes it feel like...
1: A Ponzi scheme.
0: Yeah, like you're the product.
1: Yeah, exactly. If I wanted that experience, I would have called my herbal life
0: friend. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is making sense to me now, and it seemed like an almost arbitrary decision before, but there is clearly a space in the market. So does this mean that you're thinking of district as a potential symmetrical competitor to LinkedIn?
1: Yes. So this seems a bit audacious to be saying from my Romanian office, but I do. I mean, if the vision isn't big, the vision is not a true motivator, if you ask me. So if I don't aim to make district a solid competitor and give big tech a run for its money. Why am I losing sleep over this project? (laughs) This is where we're aiming at. It's like a really big challenge. I'm not saying we're going to do it for sure. (laughs) We're totally convinced that we're going to be the decentralized social media platform that will be successful where everybody else failed. But that is our vision. This is what we're attempting and like this is why we give it a hundred percent. I don't see the point in aiming for like a really, really small piece of the pie.
0: <laughs> and have you found it easy to work with the internet computer? Do you feel like that is providing some kind of advantage?
1: Yeah. I mean, of course it's still early days and we're gonna grow as the internet computer grows. That's obvious to me in terms of scalability, in terms of how we decide to structure things. But even from early on, the experience was way more seamless and felt more organic than developing on other blockchain platforms. And this is like this is not my personal experience. I'm not a programmer, I'm not a developer. but this is the feedback that I've received from our development team. And uh, it's pretty good. So they're very excited to be <laughs> working on this technology. Even with its current limitations, I, like we're not drinking the Kool-Aid here, or what's the phrase. We understand that we're a bit limited maybe by the canister model right now, uh, canister size. Like Everybody is finding workarounds as we develop further. But that's just because we're really early on. I don't see
0: a big issue right now. So speaking of early on, what's the roadmap?
1: So yeah, the whole internet computer development experience has been really good for us. We are very excited. We're actually just experimenting with a new, not necessarily experimenting, but we've totally changed our MVP. We initially wanted to go for a multi-canister model and then we decided to switch it to a single canister and just move fast and deliver everything in one go. So that's exciting. Expect a launch pretty soon and expect chaos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when you say a single canister model, is that single canister going to hold user profile information? Yes. Okay. So because I was speaking with, rick from discover one and he's taken the same approach for exactly the same reason
1: yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like most projects that are building on top of the internet computer right now of course we know there's not a lot of us right now but like i've seen a lot of people show interest we've all faced kind of the same process going forward and we found solutions to everything that allows us to launch and onboard users and give them this experience. Because what's really great about the Computer is that you don't need tokens to interact with Discover. You don't need um, tokens to log in or you don't need a wallet. And uh, I think that's really powerful. I think that's the key to mass adoption. This is why I think we have a chance, a shot at it. We've actually been pretty clear about the way we want to approach this in regards to decentralization so we want to be a hundred percent on chain so everything on district will live on the internet computer we're not going for a hybrid model and i think that shows our commitment first of all and also we have a very particular approach when it comes to the token allocation that we're still working on it making sure that everything is well thought out but like we don't want to do this private deals type of scenario. We would just like public sale, everything like fundraisers and everything should be super transparent.
0: So what is the district approach to tokens? Or can you give us a general idea of the district model for token distribution?
1: Uh, we haven't really nailed it down, but the directions that we're exploring are to... Create a token model that aligns incentives between content creators, curators, and the platform itself. So that's a big criteria when we're doing this. And um, making sure that incentivization is well balanced is another thing that I think deserves a lot of attention and nitpicking on our behalf. And yeah, governance. That's very important. We want users to participate in the decision making regarding the future of the platform. And like we have this saying, instead of being the product, you can just enjoy a product and be an active decision maker. That's a big shift that decentralized social media networks could bring forward.
0: So, how do you feel this will change the way that social media works today?
1: That's a good question because Like, social media networks today give a pretty good experience to their users. If it weren't good on some level, people wouldn't be so into it. So we wouldn't see this mass adoption and even issues that arise from the fact that it's so mass adopted and taken so seriously. It's shaping our social discourse. So I think they're doing that thing right when it comes to providing something of value that keeps people there. Also toxicity, but that's another discussion. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But what decentralized social media brings to the table is what decentralization brings to any project, which is mitigating risk, like providing an extra layer of security, and empowering people to be more sovereign over their digital presence, over their digital identity, over everything that has to do with their digital footprint. So these two, basically, it makes your content and your person online that you own, censorship resistant, which is a big value proposition today, if you ask me. And uh, it is the risk of somebody shutting down the platform that you have established a reputation, a presence, a following, and
0: maybe a career on. And this is kind of the idea of permanent identity. You know, I feel like today our online identity is totally ephemeral. You know, it changes, it goes away, and it's divided among a whole bunch of different contexts needlessly and against the user's will. Whereas with a unified platform or with uh, with something like a decentralized platform, you have more control over that.
1: Yes, and if done right, not only more control, but also um, share in, in regards to how your digital presence is being monetized. So the data brokerage industry is, what, I think over 200 billion, not sure on my numbers today.
0: Quite large.
1: Around that. And that is all our data, right? that we give to platforms like Google and Facebook and other gatekeepers of the internet. And there are a lot of people people that don't mind this. And that would be fine because they have a right to give their data if they so wish. What is not fine in this scenario, in my opinion, is that you are not being a good steward to my data And you are not being held accountable to that. So let's take the data leaks that actively put people in danger one way or another. If not, at least they make them uncomfortable having their private information out there. And if those platforms that haven't been taking care of their users' data were in any other industry, in the financial industry, for instance, if I gave you my money, not my data, you would be held accountable in some sort. I mean, there would be some way of making sure that when I give you my data, willingly to make money with, fine. At least you take care of it, you ensure my privacy, you make sure everything is... I don't get to suffer on top of not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, don't.
1: Did you get my drift? I mean...
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I
1: think that's like a problem that people are starting to be aware of, and that a decentralized social media platform that allows governance and empowers users to be sovereign and make decisions for themselves could definitely improve upon and give a better experience. What the challenge is here is to give them all these extra perks, right? So privacy, censorship resistant, governance and not take away anything else that they're used to getting in traditional centralized platforms, like a great user experience and community and, uh, you know, that seamless field to navigate through that ecosystem.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like that's been built by billions of dollars, and for me, I guess the biggest pushback I have is I have a hard time seeing how this can be replicated by a team of less than the twenty thousand people who work at Facebook, or something. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty overwhelming to think that that's the end goal for us, because we're still so early on. But we love a good challenge. So <laughs>
0: yeah, the gauntlet's been thrown down.
1: Yeah, we're we're pretty psyched on working on something that we believe has meaning not only potential. As you can see, like I'm very passionate about the industry. (laughs) Maybe too much so, I don't know. But uh, it feels good to have your work aligned with your values. It's a very nice feeling for
0: us. Yeah, and something not many people get to – it's a luxury, I suppose.
1: Exactly. It's like we don't take it for granted.
0: So with that said, you know, how do you see this changing the world?
1: So at an individual level, in a world where district is successful in its end goal, it will empower people to become more autonomous and self-reliant when it comes to their digital presence, especially social digital presence, which is something that blockchain and crypto has done very well. Like educating people and shifting their perspective from being dependent on mom and dad, like banks and governments, and knowing that there's a safety net if they mess up, to owning the fact that they're autonomous and that they are the sole decision maker and the sole person responsible for their decisions, but also for their wins, not only like the
0: Do you feel like this is inevitable or is it essentially a differentiated product or is it an evolution of social media? That is the question, I guess, that I'm trying to roll around in my head.
1: Oh, I personally see it as a natural evolution, not a different product. What we're going for is giving you the same benefits, like I said before, that you're used to, not taking away from the quality of your experience, but adding on top of them the benefits of decentralization and and everything that blockchain has to offer. So it's an evolution because it doesn't change, I think, for the end. For us, it does. But for the end user, what they experience, they're just going to experience the same but better. I get to use District and it has features that I'm familiar with, but it also has tokens and it also asks me If I'm okay with what they plan to do, what are my stances on the future of the product? And it gives me a lot of power over my identity and how I choose to use it. So I think that's an evolution, definitely. I don't think it's something, it's not a new species, it's just a better one.
0: So armed with this knowledge, what should people do next?
1: I think, like, if you're hearing this, And you're thinking, yeah, that seems like I could get behind this. Get behind this. Because I think if a project, not necessarily district, but if a project like district is to succeed and is to make a difference in this world, it will be if the crypto community, the space, the environment where this project emerges from, rallies behind it and supports it, which is very challenging. In today's climate, given the fact that tri- tribalism is so aggressive, let's say. Yeah, I think if we would like to see a social media platform that's decentralized and built on a blockchain and introduce all these amazing features to everybody, like mass adopted, right? We will need to leave beside our Tiny disagreements and, oh, I don't like this particular thing about the blockchain or about this competitor or whatever. Just support projects that have a chance of making it. Because it's never going to be perfect. It's always going to be a trade-off. We've seen it time and time again. And I don't think that should stop us in supporting people that want to iterate further and want to like improve on what they have just because what they have right now is not perfect in our book.
0: So how can people learn more about District and get involved in the project, uh, maybe test out this first release?
1: So actually today we are launching a website, an Internet Computer Native website, that allows you to reserve your District account and claim it when we launch the NDP. So that's like my call to action to how you can support the project, how you can get involved and participate right now. And, of course, join our community, join the discussions. We have an open chat group that's really interesting to manage. (laughs) Like I love everybody's enthusiasm, Discord, and everything.
0: And uh, where can people find all that?
1: Um, So it's on our website right now, and it's going to be on the landing page. It's district.app.
0: District.app. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining me, Andra.
1: Thank you.
0: It's been fun. And, you know, it's great to hear a different perspective on, you know, this recurring theme from a project that really was initially developed under the Definity banner, but has spread its wings and flown the nest, as it seems.
1: We love the story. We love that we took something that they originally came up with and just ran with it and put a lot of kids to work on this and like the team is super excited. Psych- I've been in tech since 2014 and I've never had a team so excited to be working on a project <laughs> I, I really love these people right now
0: The Internet Computer Weekly has a sister newsletter featuring news, project updates, interesting tidbits and reading that come up over the course of the week. Together, they are part of a larger effort at ecosystem building we are calling the Cycle Dow. Visit cycledow.xyz to subscribe and learn more.